Gather around, folks. We got another episode of the Walk and Talk and Radio program that you love and hold dear. Episode 19 with your host with the most, Harrison Harper, going by the alias on the airwaves as always as Hopsy. He'll shake your hand in the streets and he'll introduce himself as Harrison. But you get him up there on the airwaves, up there in the supernatural, where the things don't seem to always matter as much. You're going to find him going by a hopsty nine times out of ten. <clears throat> Folks, it's Monday. It's 6 p.m. It's November 23rd here today, and it is feeling like winter here in the southwestern region of Ontario. Absolutely barrage of snowfall. Blessed us here yesterday. Bear is a bottom, if you will. Is that a saying? Bear is the bottom? Nope. But there was not no snow as, as, as of yesterday. Got absolutely pounded yesterday. Almost put my truck in the ditch several different times yesterday going to hockey in the glorious township of Tavistock. Tavistock, Ontario. Had a nice little skate there. Nothing better than beer league. <clears throat> got a little bit of a problem, though, in, in beer league hockey when you got um, half the guys wearing cages. Half the people not wearing cages. Anyone who doesn't wear a, a cage knows what I'm talking about. When you play with people that have uh, cages on, they just, without, it's no fault of their own, but when you have a cage on and your face is protected like that, you just don't have the same kind of respect level with your stick. You know, you're a little more errant with the things you're going to do because you feel safer the way that you have your face covered. And uh, sometimes the plays you'll try to make uh, don't really make sense for people that don't wear them. Yesterday, I was, I was skating around um, about center ice there, and this guy was just, like, going for a loose puck on, like, the side wall. It was, like, right in the red line in the neutral zone. And I'm literally standing, like, in the middle of the ice, like, in between the red and the blue, but, like, literally mid-ice. And this guy's, like, hears me kind of coming, but, like, I wasn't coming at him hard. And he could, I'm not saying he could hear the footsteps, I guess, but he knew I was there. But he just turns around, no look, immediate tries to flip it or shoot it or saucer pass it certainly wasn't a saucer pass but he just rifled it as hard as he could and it literally just hit me right in the face caught me pure visor thank god but if i wore that in the teeth like i probably would have literally i probably would have taken my stick like a baseball bat and just swung it i was actually really rattled like i go for some flip plays and i go for some saucer passes every now and then in beer leagues and stuff like that but I certainly don't do it when there's ever a threat of someone's face being in there. Or I definitely don't do it when I don't have a clue what's behind me. That was like unbelievable. Like, and then literally 30 seconds before on the shift, I someone on my own team tried to clear it out of her own end. And just, I absolutely wore one up high too, not wearing shoulder pads, caught me in like the collarbone. And then 30 seconds later, numb nuts, turns around, pivot, high flip, right off my face. Like, didn't caught me right in the straight in the visor, thank God, but... People, you really got to think about that. If you're wearing a cage, you have to be, you have to know what's going on with your stick. You can't play like everyone on the ice has a cage on when half the guys don't. It's just foolish. I got to knock on wood now because I'm going to, I'm going to hockey tonight. Got hockey at nine tonight in Woodstock and playing with the same group of guys. That guy's going to be out there. I hope he's not looking for my, my mouth. Knock on wood again. I got very superstitious. You can't even talk about this shit, but like just, just something to think about. Just don't, just don't do that. All right, please watch your stick. Watch the puck a little bit. Let's have some, let's have some control here.
Let's all just go out there and have a good time, right? Let's have some fun. I have been working six days a week as of late and uh, playing some hockey on Sundays. So my schedule has been quite hilarious. I've been trying to uh, get some more time to work on my podcast. And it looks like as of now, Saturdays, I am no longer going to be working. And um, I'm hoping that this is just for a couple weeks because I'm hoping, hoping again, to head down south to Alabama, December 18th, play a little bit of hockey. But uh, until then, I'm going to be working, and I'm no longer going to be doing Saturday. So I'm going to have a little more time to work on the show. That's good news. I'm looking forward to it. Um, lots of fucking craziness going on right now. Um, as I say, it's, it's November 23rd. COVID's kind of the second wave's coming back in full force. And for some reason, it's like we're not prepared at all. Like, we had no idea this was going to happen. Like, literally, this have the first one happened, what, six months ago? We went into a complete lockdown. Um, thousands of people lost their jobs. And now it, the cases are rising again, and it's like we have, we have no idea what to do. We just have no clue. It's 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 quite incredible to see the, the panic that we are all creating. It's awesome. But um, it, it, I hope this goes away soon. It's not going to. But uh, we just have to we have to stay with it, folks. All right, it's 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 shitty. Yeah, it is. But we're gonna fucking get through it. That's why you have a show like the the project. The program will get you to the other side. When that other side will present itself, Lord only knows, folks. Lord only knows. Um, it's a very odd time. Bunch of places are flipping back and forth from different colored zones: the red zone, the fucking orange zone, yellow. <clears throat> I got. People that are, I know are playing hockey in different small towns around here. They're getting their ice times canceled because the changes in the rules and all that. And not people's restaurants are closing here and there. Toronto's in a full-blown lockdown. I mean, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on. Um, yesterday in North Bay at Walmart, someone lit a, a coat rack on fire, lit a bunch of winter coats on fire, just set them ablaze. Walmart was closed for multiple days at a time during a pandemic. Not a great look. Um, this happened about a month ago, and I don't know if people I. Barely got any coverage, but it did happen in Waterloo. Someone went around to three different grocery stores. I don't know exactly which grocery stores they were, but they just fucking started burning down the toilet paper. They just lit the toilet paper sections on fire. I don't know what kind of a fire this created. My research to this is not immense, but this happened. I know this happened, and this was happening in Waterloo, hour out of Toronto. This is foolish. This is crazy. But we're not talking about COVID on this program because we know it's here. Everyone's lives here has been affected listening to this show. And you don't need me to fucking tell you that. That's for damn fucking sure. Um, I'm going to tell you guys a wild story. A very hilarious story. Maybe my best prank I ever pulled. But it was one of the most hilarious incidences I've ever been a part of. It was an absolutely... It was a foolish time. And um, I had a lot of fun playing hockey um, over the years. But this is one of my favorite stories. And this is came during my time as a Miramichi Timberwolf in the hallowed, hallowed town of Miramichi, New Brunswick, there in northern New Brunswick, a place I hold dear to my heart, and there are going to be nothing but Miramichi stories, hopefully, on this podcast. We're going to get so many of them going, but this one you folks are going to like, trust me. One of the things I loved so much about playing in Miramichi was um, my whole, both sides of my family were from Miramichi, so it kind of happened by chance that I ended up playing out there, but I had a bunch of family from there, so when I got out there, I ended up getting a chance to meet a bunch of people a lot quicker and I guess establish a bunch of friends a lot more easier than I had playing in other places, you know, where I didn't know anyone. So, you know, we come in there, playing, I played my first year at 19, that would have been 2013-2014, we had a really good team and then <clears throat> I came back for my 20-year-old season 
And uh, we had a big turnover. We lost like 11 guys, but we still put together a really good team that year. But we got in a bunch of new faces at the beginning of that uh, 2014-15 season. Bunch of guys who I had never played before and never met. So we had a lot of get to know each other. We had a lot of getting to know one another to do. Sorry, the fucking Jesus speak. Um, and it's, it's the thing I loved about Miramichi the most too was it was so nice like in the summer. It's such a great summer spot. Like the river comes right in from the ocean on Beta Vin and a lot of people have boats. A lot of people are having a good time and it's still nice out for a couple months. So, you know, you really got to make the most of it that early part of the year. And there's Ironman baseball games. Senior baseball is massive in Miramichi. And they actually get a really good following up at Ironman Field. Places like a cathedral, honestly. I should uh, tweet out a picture, put it up on one of the social media pages. Because this thing is honestly like hollowed ground. It's a really good spot. Um, Anyone listening from Miramichi knows how big of a deal it is. And the whole town kind of gets together. They hosted nationals just a couple years ago and they were getting like a couple thousand people out to games. Like it's, it's really incredible the following that they have at this, at this park, but it's such a good spot too. You can bring like your own beers. You can like, it's like bring your own booze. You can just keep it in a cooler and they have a canteen and stuff. And Patty Quinn, uh, legendary local announcer. He's up there in the booth. He's a, he's a beauty. I'm gonna have to get him on this show one day. I'm going to make sure he does it one day. He's a, occasional listener so patty if you're listening to this i respect you hopefully we'll have you one day on to talk about chatham ironman stories but um this isn't a chatham and ironman story um me and a couple guys we had a day off on a sunday <clears throat> it was early in the season it was still exhibition season had not fully started yet and on a sunday night in which we had the, the day to ourselves uh, a couple of us took in an Ironman baseball game, had a very good time, uh, maybe a couple beverages in the stands. You always sit down there on the uh, right field line down there along the, on the, I guess, what is that, right behind the home bench there. Uh, we were sitting back there having a great time, a couple of us, probably five or six of us maybe, and um, that fin- game finished over there in Chatham, so we thought we'd walk down to downtown Chatham, the illustrious institution, one of the four main villages, making up Miramichi there on the Miramichi River in Miramichi, New Brunswick. Uh, we stormed down there into Chatham. We went to Dooley's, the pool hall, which was an amazing joint, an ap- another cathedral, if you will. Now, um, for people in the Maritimes that know what a Dooley's look like, uh, they're pretty much all the same, I feel like. It just kind of looks like any old pool hall you've been to. I mean, this one might have seen uh, its fair share of uh, use. This one had uh, definitely had some good wear to it. Uh, but this place was uh, one of the only spots that was open late night in Chatham that you could guarantee would always be open. There would always be something to do there. Go play pool, a couple drinks, maybe some karaoke if you're feeling crazy. So <clears throat> we're already in Chatham. We just watched an Ironman game. We're feeling good. Uh, we go down to the bar, about five or six of us, and we're playing pool. We're having a good time. Um, nothing too crazy. There's like no one there. The VLTs are buzzing. There's a light glow from the VLT in the corner, but... There was one girl working, and I remember we knew her from, we frequented the joint, so we, you know, we were familiar with the bartender, and she kind of knew who, I think she kind of knew who I was, and maybe like people I'd hung around with, so I was not with any local people at the time, Um, I was with another friend of mine who was 20 years old, Woody, anyone who knows what I'm talking about, legendary Woody, the Woody sitting there with Woody and me and him were having a couple drinks and after we played pool for a while we, we moved over we grabbed a stump at the bar and we were sitting down 
And uh, one of the there was a couple other guys that they weren't. One guy was a rookie. I remember he was a goalie. We didn't keep him that long, but I forget his name even. But he was a rapper, and he used to just like sit in the back and freestyle on the bus. He was a hysterical individual, and he was carrying around with him a, a, a not a tin of Stokers. He was carrying around the can. You know what I mean? When you get those ten packs of tins of the Stokers, like they're seventy bucks a can down at the Native Reserves and stuff. He wasn't carrying the tin around. This guy was carrying the can, the eleven tin can around with him and he would like put it up on the bar when we were sitting there so i mean like it's a tough look when you're sitting beside this fucker at a bar when he's got 11 tins of stoker's wintergreen up in the fucking bar sitting next to you so that's a tough look to begin with um but we were sitting there and another one of the fellows sitting with us was a french lad i don't know if i should say his name because this is the guy that's the story is centered around don't know if i want to say it. i'm gonna say his name was Ro- we called him roby his last name was robitaille we're just gonna leave it at that we called him roby no, we call him Maxine. No, let's leave it a Roby. Let's not get crazy. I basically just said his name. If anyone wanted the EPM, you could probably figure out who I'm talking about. But this is a fucking amazing story. This was such a good story. So we're sitting there, like I said. We're at the bar. We're minding our own. There was one bartender, a female at this moment, who, like I said, was well-known at the establishment. She was a regular bartender that worked there. Must have been there almost every night I was there, it seemed. I'd love to know if she was still working there today, to this day. I'd, I'd highly doubt this, but uh, maybe she is. But anyways, so we're sitting there. It was literally just me and Woody at the bar, my boy Woody. And um, a little bit later, a couple more guys join us. We're sitting there with, I think, I think this lad with the, the goalie, the rapper with the Stoker's can is on my left. And Woody is on my right. And this other fella, Roby, we'll call him, is on, my, on, on, is on the other side of Woody, on his right. And we're sitting there, and I think there was two, three, maybe four other guys. They were playing on the VLTs on the far side of the bar. Um, anyone who knows what I'm talking about, I hope you can picture exactly what I'm saying when I'm talking about Dooley's. But we're sitting there, and um, the smoker section was like, I guess it was in the back corner, like completely opposite to like where we were sitting. So the bartender relieves herself, just wants to get a cigarette. So she go out, she going out for a smoke. And when she goes out for a smoke, this guy on my team, this little French kid, who literally, I don't think we, I barely knew him. I barely said a word to him before this night because, you know, other than skating a little bit, it's the beginning of the year. Guys are still getting to know one another. This was literally the first time I'd ever hung out with him. So I don't know if he was trying to be an absolute nail gun in front of the boys or just like trying to be funny. But what he does is he waits the second that the bartender goes and gets completely outside of the bar so we couldn't see her and she was outside in the smoker section, he hops over the bar, fires open like the sliding bar door to the fridge, and he just starts grabbing drinks and just starts chucking them to us. And like, I don't even know what to do. Like in my head, I don't want to touch them because like this is obviously stealing and we can't be stealing. But then I don't want to not catch them because they're going to break and that's going to make a way bigger commotion. So I'm like catching these drinks. He's throwing them at me. I'm like putting them on the bar. I'm like, stop, man, stop, stop, stop. I'm like getting horrified in my head because this bartender like kind of knew who I was, but she knew that I was cousins of people in town that lived there. And like I hung out with people that were locals. And I mean, you can imagine what a small town that is. You know, the drama to begin with locals and junior hockey guys and how that all goes. And then the first night of the, of the season, uh, the first time a group of Timberwolf guys has come in since the season has commenced, they come in and turn the fucking duelies into an absolute banana land, a shit show. So, and that's all going through my head. I'm like losing it. And I'm like, stop, man, stop. And then sure enough, as he's in the middle of just throwing drinks at me, 
Who comes flying in from the back corner from the smoker section? The bartender, of course. And I can still hear her clear as day just going, What in the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck out of my bar. And sure enough, my buddy there, Robes, he starts flying around from back behind the bar and he just sprints out of there. I think every other guy that was in there that was with us just lo- like just ran out of there after they seen what happened after this fucking show has gone down. And I just sat there with Woody. We sat there and we tried to reason with the bartender as she's grabbing the phone. She's like, I'm calling the fucking police. Get the fuck out of here. And I remember like trying to be like, no, like any drink he touched, like we'll pay for it. Like, can we just sweep this under the rug? Like, this was a misunderstanding. Like, I don't really know this guy. Like, he's not from here. I don't know if he's trying to show off. Like, yada, yada, yada. Nope. And she just told us to get the fuck out of there because she called the police and they were on their way. And then I'm losing it because I'm 90% sure that this kid was 18 at the at the time. I'm pretty sure he was. So in my head, I'm like, oh, that's great too. So now not only were we in here with an underage kid, um, now he's put on an absolute show. And now he's on foot fleeing from the police and, and, and locally. So this is this is a, just a triple whammy at this point. So <clears throat> I come flying out of the uh, bar. And I start running around trying to find out where this guy is. And like downtown Chatham, for any of those that can see it, I mean, it's not huge. And I remember we ran away from Dooley's and kind of looped back through the downtown streets. And I remember there's like a, there's like a little pathway through that cuts through and you can go see like the parking lot that's near like the bank and RBC. And uh, for anyone that knows, it doesn't know what I'm talking about. It's just kind of like a little, I guess, a little breakthrough into like an open parking lot area. So I'm on the street with Woody. We're trying to figure out what's going on. And as we kind of come around this corner to this parking lot, we just see the cop lights come flying around and like basically like they catch up to my buddy robes as he's running and he was with a couple other guys but i don't i think they kind of got some distance from him and anyways the police ended up like getting him and then they, i remember they looped back to my friends and i wasn't with them but like they said that the cop car like rolls up and they had the window down and then it was just robes in the back being like what's going on boys and I'm pretty pissed at this point because like I'm assuming that we're gonna get in a lot of shit from this if this gets back to the team. This is a tough look. I'm worried that we're never gonna go back to Dooley's again. I feel like somehow I'm gonna get in shit for this all going on, and we don't really know what to expect. So I was also really pissed because I just feel like this really made our reputation in town look awful. So the next day, I wanted on my way. I was kind of like, who the hell is this fucking kid think he is? Like I gotta take some manners into my own hand. So next day we had practice, forget what time it was, but we all we all show up to the rink. And I showed up extra early uh, because I had an exact plan of what I was going to do and I, I needed to make things right. So what I do is I get there early. Um, apparently last night, Robes had got put into the drug tank and all this shit show happened. And again, he only ended up getting out with a underage drinking ticket. That was all he got was just a ticket. It was a fine. It was pretty straightforward. But his billet mother who was like a sweet 70-year-old lady who lived just out back in the bush, had to come into town to the police station and basically rescue him like an absolute saint. So this happens. He just kind of went home. He's at practice. But I, I got, like I said, subtangent to get back to it. I got to the rink a little early and um, I showed up. I packed up all of his shit in the room. Like I took everything out of his stall, took the name bar out of his stall, took everything. I packed it all up. I grabbed all his sticks. I taped them up really good. And I made it look like when you get shipped out of town, you show up to the rink and basically all your shit's fucking ready to go. 
and you just know that's the sign. And what I did was I took a little piece of paper and I took a Sharpie and I wrote, come see me in my office, signed Rob. And Rob was our coach. And sure enough, he walks into the room and I could just see Roby like get deflated. I had the perfect view from my stall down in the room and he just comes right in the door and I could see him. He just lives a big old, big old sigh out. He goes, oh, in his little French accent. He was like, are you fucking kidding me? Fuck. And like this kid loved hockey, loved hockey. So I could see that he was crushed, but like this made me so happy. I was fucking pissed at the time because I thought he ruined a good thing we had going at a great establishment called Dooley's. So I just thought I was putting him in his place a little bit. So he sees what happened, sees the signed letter to go see Rob in his office. Rob had this little office, which is our coach, Rob McDonald. Shout out to Rob McDonald. Still the coach to this day. Uh, he has a little office above the ice in the Civic Center. And from his office, you can see it. It literally looks like the guy from the Highlanders in uh, Goon. It literally, the office reminds me of that. Like It, it feels like you're literally in there. And um, Roby goes up to see, to see Rob in his office, and he knocks on the door. And he's like, Rob, I uh, guess you want to see me about, uh, about last night. And he's like, last night? Like, what the fuck? Are you, what are you talking about? What do you mean? What happened last night? And he's like, well, me getting arrested. And Rob's like, what? You got arrested last night? And he's like, oh, isn't that what you wanted to talk to me about? And he's like, what do you mean you wanted to talk to me about? And he's like, well, the letter in my, in my stall. He's like, I didn't leave a letter. So then basically me signed, like he, our coach had no idea that this even happened. And then I fucking wrote the note, his little prank. And he goes up there and just tells him straight to his face, right to his fucking face. I don't even think anything really came out of it at the time, but fuck, man, I thought it was so funny. Not to toot my own horn here, but that was a very good prank. Very good prank. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, I've been part of lots of pranks. I mean, there's the old tornado in the room on the road, all that bullshit, but this was something different. This was genuine, and it was the perfect reaction to a situation. And I, I don't know if I should be talking about this, but I don't think the ramifications were as severe for us as they probably were for the bar. Because I imagine if if this guy got charged with underage drinking and he was at a bar, I'm assuming that the bar got a lot more shit than Roby did, the old little Frenchman. But who knows? Who knows? Canadian French people do not get enough attention in, 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 in just to how crazy they are. I love French people, but they are wild. You know what my favorite brand of French people is? It's, it's the uh, Acadian French up in Maritimes. Like a Maritime French person... They're one of, some of the most wild people I've ever met. They're insane. And like the, their genre, I'm going to just call it a genre because I don't know if it's a language. It's like a genre of, of French that they speak mixed with English. It's so impressive. I have a buddy that I'm going to get on this show for a bit because he's absolutely hysterical. He's actually kind of blowing up on TikTok. Got a little bit of a TikTok following. The Piston, Gendron. He played with me that year in uh, the Miramichi. And I'm going to leave it at that because I know, I know that I'm going to get him on this fucking program. Um, again, having a little bit of a delay this week. We were going to have the restaurant episode that was been uh, promised and honestly requested by so many viewers. Um, that's being pushed back. Was trying to land the interview tonight, but it's a little, it's a little, you know, it's a little cramped on these Mondays, but that's why I am very looking forward so much to the potential of having Saturdays off and getting just the whole weekend to chill out, do some pods, just, you know, get some good content out there for you all, because you know what, you deserve it, especially if we all do these lockdowns again, you're going to need something to listen to, and who's that going to be, it's going to be me, it's going to be Hopsy, baby, fucking boy, you're going to be locked up in your house, and you know what, I know you hate yourself, and you hate your life, 
But forget about all of that for a moment when you plug this show in your ears and you let it just go with sweet nothings. Sweet, sweet, sweet nothings. I cannot wait to have the restaurant episode though because, I mean, I know that it sounds a little funny. It's going to be a show that I'm bringing to you a person that I know has experience and has um, conversational skills that are going to be interesting to you. No, me and him are not, uh, I guess, world-renowned restaurateurs. But we will be after the release of this episode. I can guarantee you that. Folks, this is one quick little bit of tidbit. I, I just popped into my head about restaurants. And this is something that I very no- I, I notice this in a lot of walks of life. Is that I like to always call people ma'am and sir. I have done that religiously my entire life. And, and I still do that to this day in all scenarios. I will call a lady ma'am if she is 19 years old. And much younger than me, and it, and it would, and it's deemed an odd thing to say. I still do it because I think it's just polite. And the same thing goes with I, I call everyone sir, every guy sir. I was a bartender for years, and I called every single person I ever served sir. Do you know how many times in my life I've had this interaction where you get those people saying, "Don't call me sir," "Don't fucking call me sir," like they get like offended by it, and like when you like, what do you want me to call you, a fucking dickhead? Like, I, you know what I mean? What are you supposed to call you? So like some guys get very weird about being called sir. They think it makes them like seem too proper or they uh, maybe old. Maybe they think it's something that they should call their, their father or something like that. But the reactions you get is just unbelievable. I can go right down the line. But I always like to revert back to one that I have that, that will always just, it, it, strikes, it, it strikes dear to me. It was when I was bartending. Um, it was an afternoon and then a gentleman approached me at the bar and he ordered a Bud Light a tall can of Bud Light at around two in the afternoon. And um, I'm, I'm like, all right, no problem. The first thing though I must have to, I have to address to is that this, this man was wearing a Monster Energy t-shirt and he had jean shorts that were halfway between his knee and his ankle. You know, they're basically like a Japri, a Capri kind of jean. So, I mean, this guy had a tough look to him. And I mean, in no stance, I don't think many people are going to be calling this man, sir. But like I said, I've established a habit where I call everyone ma'am and sir. This guy's getting the same treatment. It's no different. So the guy asked me for a Bud Light. I say, absolutely, sir. No problem. Let me just grab that. And I turn around. I walk around and I'm going to get a beer. And then I hear from behind me in a really snarky, just fucking douchebag voice. I hear, my name's Tyke. And at the time, like I was going to get his beer. I wasn't really thinking about it. I just stopped in my tracks. And then my brain started getting a little, it started thinking, it started moving. Then I'm like, he's correcting me because I called him sir. And he's now telling me his name's Tyke and that he doesn't want to be sir, called sir. He's, he's pissed off right now. And I just turned around and I just said, okay. And I just, I just waited and, he's, and, and I wanted to hear what he had to say. I wanted to hear his rebuttal of that. I said, okay, your name's Tyke. And he's like, you called me sir. And I said, and? And he's like, my name's Tyke. He said it again. I'm like, oh, okay. Again, I just rebuttal with an okay. Like, what, what, are you going to explain yourself? He's like, he's like, I don't like being called sir. And I was like, I just kind of gave him a fake. I was like, ha ha. All right then, Tyke. Let me grab you your beer. And then in the back of my head, I just wanted to be Tyke. 
Calling you fucking sir might be the biggest compliment anyone's fucking given you in months, maybe years. You know what I should do? I should take this Bud Light. I should turn around. I should just fucking do a full wind-up. I might even get a balk and get the guy from third to go home. But I'm going to throw this fucking Bud Light right down your fucking throat, buddy. I'm going to drive that thing home. I'm going to fully wind up. I'm going to get some elbow grease on this motherfucker. And I'm going to throw that thing, hopefully not even down your throat. I'm going to throw it right between your fucking eyes. Hopefully you fall down right in the ground. And then I'm going to come over there. I'm going to put some beefcake right in your fucking head. I'm going to put the tea into the bag right in your mouth. All right? Don't you ever fucking come at me and correct me for calling you sir again. Sir might be the biggest fucking comment you've ever gotten in fucking years. Don't you fucking ever come at me like that again. Fucking that shit tight. I'm sick of your bullshit. Okay? If someone calls you sir, you say fucking thank you. And you look him in the eye and you say this guy has some decency. Maybe he was raised right. Maybe his parents gave a goddamn. All right? That's what you're going to do. You're not going to complain about it. And you're certainly not going to address it. Okay? You're going to shut up. You're going to sit down. You're going to move on with your day. That's what's going to happen. Okay? Folks, I'm going to record. I'm going to try to record an episode tomorrow so tomorrow night is going to be tuesday might do a little something crazy here and i might release the an episode a little earlier or i might just stick with my same plan but i will be recording not at my usual two release date standards because i will be going away this weekend i'm renting an airbnb in the blue mountain region going uh, to escape the madness of society and coronavirus uh, we're going to go hide up in the hills in uh never been up there blue mountain up there kind of near owen sound um, but that whole area is in uh, kind of a lockdown, so I'm imagining that we're just going to have to stay put. But it's going to be nice just to kind of get out of uh, you know, the routine for a bit, just kind of escape, and we're going to do that in um, an isolated way to stay safe from the virus and to stay safe with one another, all right? But there's big things happening here, folks. I cannot stress that enough. I really wish um, that I had someone that would help me with the social media, had a little producer that could sit beside me. But folks, I'm getting this show rolling and I'm going to keep it going. I'm going to have new episodes. They will be coming out weekly. Um, My life is in complete fucking limbo right now. I don't know if I'm going to be going to play hockey in a month's time. I certainly hope I am. Um, But, you know, there's obviously skeptics with all this uh, craziness going on around us. So we're just going to roll through it, folks. That's all we can do. Um, I hope all of you are safe, well. Um, you're working. If not, uh, you're being taken care of. I hope uh, we're we're um, we're making it work, folks. You're, no one knows what to do during these times, okay? So just fucking let's just go. Enjoy it. Be grateful for what we have. Um, be grateful that you have the project, the greatest show in broadcasting history, um, and it's only going to get better from this, folks. Um, I got hockey in an hour and a half. I got to drive all the way to Tavistock, not Tavistock tonight. I got to drive to Woodstock. Can't shower after. Going to come back in a stinky cheese Dutch oven bus uh, because that's just the way that we're going to fight COVID, not showering at the hockey arena. Joking, I'm not that guy. Uh, Folks, stay safe. Clean your hands. This is episode 19. Just a quick little story time with you. Nothing crazy. We're going to keep these rolling out. Um, Hope you have a good night. Hope you have a good day. We'll be talking to you soon, folks. This is The Project. Episode 19. Love you all. Goodbye. Talk soon.